Mindset Podcast. We are your guide as you make your way through life, getting better 1% every day. We believe that life is lived and true victory won through adversity. Nothing easy is ever worth it. We believe in the warrior ethos and support those that choose to walk that path. Welcome to another episode. That sucks. All right, let's get going here. I have been asked what happened to the debrief episodes, which is cool because uh, it's good to know that you like those. Um, along with that, I've, I've also had a few uh, people send in some things that I should be looking at, which is really cool. So if you see anything, look me up on Instagram. I am crawfish on Instagram. Just send it on over to me, and I'll check it out for sure. It's always helpful. But I have a few that I pulled out from the last month or so that I think are kind of related and will be sort of interesting to look at in an episode here of Debrief. You can remember that these episodes are based on the idea that we don't want our endless scrolling and social media to be just a giant waste of time. So try and find something positive. Try and find something out of there that you can use in your life and make uh, make yourself better. That's the idea here. So, of course, someone has sent me uh, a bunch of Mark Manson um, posts. The guy's uh, brilliant, honestly, and he's probably one of the hardest workers on Instagram, in my opinion, in terms of um, inspiring and helping people get better. But this one in particular is a good one to open with. Six reasons you can't trust yourself based on science. These are all cool. Um, Let go of your certainty. You don't know what you're talking about. None of us do. And if you think you're any different, you can go read his article, which was a good read too. But this, this post, six reasons you can't trust yourself. Let's get into them. Um, we suck at remembering how things actually made us feel. That's pretty true. Um, because, you know, the experience of going through something changes your outlook on it. You know, you feel differently before you do something as than you do afterwards, right? Um, I think about some of the hardest, like physically hardest things I've done in my life, you know, black belt testing and long, uh, you know, like, I don't know, like Spartan beasts or, or half marathons or, you know, day long events. And, um, you know, they suck really, really bad when you're in the thick of it, when you're, you know, day one of a three day thing, it's pretty horrible. But after that, you know, day four, you don't even remember how long it took. You don't remember that feeling. You just remember the feeling of accomplishment. So, yeah, we suck at remembering how things actually made us feel in the moment because afterwards it, it impacts that, that vibe. Number two, we remember bad things as much worse than they were, right? You tell yourself stories. You develop a narrative and you begin to believe that. If you don't believe that self-talk, whether positive or negative, affects you, both consciously and subconsciously, then 
you're not studying it. I I'm here to tell you that it does. And think about this. Think about like truly be honest with yourself and think through something that you've done that was difficult or even a person that you have been spending time around that was really bad, like really annoying or, or whatever, difficult to be around. And then when you've cut off that relationship or you're done with the thing, that narrative that you tell other people, that you begin to believe yourself, right? Oftentimes it wasn't quite as bad as you remember or quite as bad as that narrative has grown it to be. Number three, we remember good things as much better than they were. Yep, the same is true in the opposite. That's for sure. Four, we overestimate how good something is going to make us feel. The buildup for things. The good or bad, that's number five. It's the opposite, right? He's, you know, making his post last. We overestimate how good or bad something's going to make us feel. You have to learn to practice non-judgment before you get involved in something. Because again, that narrative works after the fact and it works before the fact. You can psych yourself up or psych yourself down. That's just fact. That's how, you know, you get the, the feeling of butterflies, that's where that comes from. And it's real. And then number six, he has, we don't really know what happiness is. Yeah. Especially in the moment, it's hard to focus in on that and zero in on that. It was a great post. Thank you. And another one um, from Mark Manson. I promise this won't be the Mark Manson episode, but healthy personal boundaries. Um, he's got this little note, support them, don't carry them. So taking responsibility for your own actions and emotions while not taking responsibility for the actions or emotions of others. It's fascinating how you will, like in a relationship, you will take on the role of needing to feel the happiness for the other person, feeling responsible for creating that or feeling responsible for them not being happy or being upset. It's not, I mean, unless you literally did it yourself to them, but it's not your responsibility. Yeah. Be there, talk, help, learn, be a friend. but it's not your responsibility. That is a boundary that you have to set, especially in close relationships. It's important. I've learned that one the hard way. Here's another one someone sent me um, from uh, the martial arts world from Tom DeBlas. Mostly it's about beating yourself up when you should be lifting yourself up, right? Life is hard enough. So when you're in there in the dojo or in the gym training, you know, keep your focus. 
focus on getting better and, and having fun. So jujitsu students lower your expectations. We are taught to try to be the best at everything we attempt in life. In jujitsu, it's simply unrealistic. You know, substitute whatever martial art for jujitsu in this case. You're comparing yourself to the young athletes that do not share the same life stresses as you. How can you expect to keep up with them? Furthermore, you don't need to keep up with them. Focus on becoming a better version of your own self and your time training will be much more enjoyable. It is truly inspiring when people get to class when having a full-time job, family responsibilities, and life responsibilities. Yes, that is very inspiring when someone who is struggling you know, with a job or a family or whatever, gets in there and trains and accomplishes things. Now, I've trained, like personally, I've trained um, in a gym with much younger people. And it's very, very hard to not fall into this role where you feel like you need to not so much compete, but hang, you know? And... There's a big difference between a 45 plus person and a 21 to 25 year old person, even younger, particularly in, particularly in jujitsu where that younger person, they're just there to win. They're, I'm, I'm generalizing. I'm, you know, so don't get mad at me if you're in that age group and you're being insulted. <laughs> That's not the goal here. I'm just explaining my, my point of view, but Generally speaking, my experience has been that those younger uh, students are, are, they try to win, they try to beat you, they try to, uh, you know, just go at it. Where an older practitioner, and coincidentally, upper belts will be a little more slower and methodical. And focus more on the training itself and the learning, as opposed to the physical, the physicality of it. Right? I don't care who you are. If you're forty-five to fifty plus, you just will not physically hang with a younger person who's in shape. It's not, you know, there are always outliers, but I'm just going to tell you, you're not going to last a full two hours in that class or an hour and a half. So focus on, stop comparing yourself, try, stop trying to f fall into that fight. Focus on just becoming a better version of yourself. Focus on getting out what you can. I tell people all the time in, uh, in sparring class, you don't need to win sparring class. Um, I just said this last night, you know, when we started, I said, find one thing and work on that all night. Find one thing, pick something and work on it. Work it into every, every match you, every fight you have, every sparring match you have, work it in there and try to get, try to learn and try to get good at it. That's how you're going to walk out of here winning. Where if you try to win every single sparring match, win every single fight, you're just going to be let down because you know, you're not going to win them all. It's not going to happen. Uh, I think these last one, two, three, four here are all related and, and I put them together because I liked, um, I like where they were going. So the, the one here, someone sent me from, uh, coach divine, 
When we have difficulty with other people, it's often a sign that they are reflecting back to us certain things that we dislike about ourselves. Man. He's, his practice for today from this post, take a moment to reflect on who and or what you need to forgive in your life. Then take one small step towards that forgiveness. Um, is another one here, of course, from Mark Manson, but they're related. What trait do you hate in others that could be a reflection of something you don't like about yourself? Um, those are, that's, a, that's an interesting way to look at it when you are being annoyed with someone. I mean, we've all got someone that annoys us, right? It's to ask honestly reflect and ask yourself what is it that's annoying you about that person what are they what are they pulling out of you what are they calling out of you or what what are you responding to in yourself first look to yourself when we have difficulty with other people it's often a sign that they are reflecting back to us things that we dislike about our own selves man I paired this with this other one from Annalie Howling. Hurt people hurt people. Our ego will do anything to stop us from feeling pain. When we feel hurt, the ego may try and protect us by protecting the hurt, projecting the hurt away from us. However, it has to land somewhere. So, questions to call yourself out on. This is... This was cool because I got I got them in this order. So I read the one from Coach Divine, and then I got to this one. So questions to call yourself out on. Number one, is that really how it went or just how you want to remember it? So if someone is annoying you or you're having an interaction with someone and it's, you know, not quite what you want it to be is it really that you know annoying or obnoxious or or is that person a real jerk or is it that you are letting them fit into the narrative that you have pre-planned for that person think about that are you putting them into the role that you've already set for them are you looking for it Number two, how are your insecurities affecting the way you're viewing the situation? So how are the things that you are sort of pre-programmed to be triggered by being triggered by? <laughs> Again, are, are you just letting that narrative that you've created before you walked in the room just play itself out? Are you, are you basically exposing those things? Number three, what parts of yourself do you see in the person you're criticizing? Well, in, in our practice of karate, we have the guiding principles, and one of them is first know yourself, then know others. So if this person is doing something that you don't like, is, is that something that you do yourself? First, at least recognize that. Number four, 
Are you more concerned with being right versus evolving as a person? So are you pre-programmed to just want to be right? Is your, does your ego need you to be the leader? Does your ego need you to boss, to be the boss over listening? Number five, what blame have you been placing on someone else that you should take accountability for? Yeah. Always look to yourself first. Always look at what did I do wrong or what could I have done better? You know, oftentimes in projects at, you know, my company, there's always something I could have done differently. There's always an approach. There's always a, man, I should have. And you have to, you have to own those. But then it's not just enough to own it. It's like, how do you use it? How do you actually make yourself better? Do you, you know, do you keep repeating the same patterns? If you are, if you find yourself repeating the same patterns, then that's probably something you need to take accountability for. Number six, what hard conversation have you been avoiding with yourself? It's that accountability thing, right? Are you, are you actually auditing yourself? Are you actually working on those things? Number seven, what is your most toxic trait you could admit to? That one might hurt. Um, that one might hurt. Uh, but you kind of need to come to terms with that, you know? That thing that you, that pattern that you keep contributing to. And then the last one is your ego getting in the way of your healing. So where are you letting whatever that thing is? We're just going to call it ego. Where are you letting that take control? You know? Probably are somewhere. Are you having that conversation? Those are really good questions to kind of work on all those things lead up to this point. Um, finally, this one was cool um, from Shuri Dojo. It's a quote from the Dalai Lama. Humility involves having the capacity to take a more confrontational stance, having the capacity to retaliate if you wish, yet deliberately deciding not to do so. And that I, I wanted to end with that because this is something I've talked to my, my sons about um, in a more direct way. We, we talked about um, just the other day about, um, you know, the ability to, to like being peaceful, like, being a pacifist, being peaceful. Um, because I told, I told my boys that I was a pacifist, but I'm not a, and let me, let me back up that, that I'm a pacifist because I do have the ability to cause harm with my bare hands. And, and this is me talking to them about, about them as well. We're martial arts practitioners. We have this ability to cause damage to others with our bare hands. But we choose not to. 
right? We, used, we choose to use it on the side of good. We choose to use it for the betterment of everyone around us. That is what makes you peaceful. That is what makes you a, a pacifist, really, in my opinion. The same can be said for humility. It's when you are truly a rock star, you know, when you truly are good at what you do. Uh, when, when, you, when you're confident and you don't mind confronting that person that we've been talking about hypothetically, that, you know, when, when truly there are, you know, they're, they're annoying you, they are, you know, against you or whatever, and they are not reflecting back on you some of those same traits, you know, that you see on them within yourself that might be part of that. When you have that capacity, but then you choose not to, because it, it just is not going to get you anywhere, you know? It's just not going to... In the end, no one's going to win from it. That's... That's a good example of humility, and I, I love that quote. It's, it's a real, it, you know, truly it's a small person that will belittle you or, or, or try to tear you down. You know, it's like the saying that you will only be criticized by someone doing less than you. <laughs> it's very true. Um, but those that, but often those that are, are doing more don't have time to stop and criticize others. And I think you should, you know, part of that humility, part of that looking within yourself, you know, do you see those traits in yourself that are present in others that you dislike so much? If you find yourself criticizing others, maybe you should take a moment and think about why. You know, is it, are you criticizing them because it's an area of life that you're good at and that it's feeding your ego, which making you feel better, you know, momentarily to give in to that and criticize them. Man, that's a deep thought. So uh, I hope that helps uh, something in your life. Some <laughs> some deep thoughts today. Uh, these are all things I'm struggling with myself personally, which is why these all kind of hit home. And, you know, hopefully it's helping you. So, again, here's your debrief. We'll do some more of these again if, if you guys like these. Uh, let me know. Send me some stuff. Love to look at what you've got. Until next time.